0: Well, hello everybody, welcome in to another edition of the big picture, we'll rock out just a little bit, roll tide, sorry for all you haters, come on, yeah, it's the big picture man, it's the big picture here with Larry Ragland, we're coming to you on YouTube tonight as well as, this will be on our podcast So we just hope that everybody is just having an awesome, awesome, awesome day. We appreciate all the love we've been getting. We've got several uh, people comment and send us messages how the podcast has been a blessing to them. So we appreciate that. I do apologize for I'm not in my studio. I'm at home. So I'm battling this light behind me. So you guys have got to just bear with me on that. Uh, But we're going to just talk a few minutes this morning on the subject of... The post-pandemic church, the post-pandemic influence in ministry. Quite frankly, the post-pandemic of everything. So I don't know if me saying that word's going to get me triggered or what, but uh, or get me flagged if you if you want to say that. But I just feel like you know I got to be a voice. I got to speak to some things, and you know my my um, my influence is ministry, pastors. I pastor pastors. I lead a network. I've been pastoring the same church that I'm at now for almost 30 years, and, you know, I just have a heart for people that's trying to advance the kingdom of God in in extremely difficult times, and so I just want to encourage you today that, first of all, this did not take God by surprise, all you pastors out there and ministers and evangelists and everything that you're doing in the ministry, uh, I know it's difficult because right now you're operating with less resources than you had before, and you already didn't have enough resources before all this began. So you know what are we going to do? What are we going to do? So that's the big question. I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going to give up? Are you going to walk away? Well, unfortunately, quite a few have done that, and you know it's because of things that are happening in their family, things that are happening. You know, they're battling depression. The suicidal thoughts are coming to to ministers' mind. The the ones that have been purposed by God to speak life and to help people when they're going through tough times are going through difficult times themselves and that's always been the case for ministry one of the difficult most difficult things in the world is for a child to be raised up into the home of a pastor who's who is very busy and engaged and a marriage is under strain so whether you're a pastor or a minister evangelist or whether you're a author or a blogger or, a, or an influencer uh, you know you're, you're a youtuber uh, whatever you are if you're doing it for the ministry then number 1 it's difficult but then number 2 it's even more difficult because there's things going on that you can't see. That's why we call this podcast The Big Picture. Because, you know, number one, the big picture helps you. The concept of the big picture is to realize that things are, you know, if you could see, you know, what was around the bend, if you were up a little bit higher, you could see the big picture. And, of course, that would let you see the, the end of the attack that's coming. Uh, that's part of the big picture. But another thing about the big picture is that we are awake you know, there's a difference between being woke and awake. The world the world is woke, but the remnant is awake. Uh meaning our eyes are open. Uh we we a lot of folks are calling themselves woke when really they're closing their eyes. Their wokeness is a blindness. Their wokeness is a blindness to what's actually going on and happening around the world. See, we as believers understand that that this is not the only realm. This is not the only kingdom. This is not the only thing that's happening. And in fact, what we see with our Eyes and hear with our ears and operate in all five of our senses is in a temporal and a natural world. To the believer, we have a commission, we have a mandate uh, that we are supposed to be taking this gospel to the world. You know, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ said, Work while it's day, for the night is coming when no man can work. And let me tell you something, I believe that night is quickly coming. So the question of this particular podcast is, what do we do now? What is what is the post pandemic church look like? Well, on the surface, um, we have statistics all over the place. Where uh, one one particular article I was reading today said that uh, they believe this was twenty twenty one numbers that around thirty eight percent of people who were attending church have returned to worship services, and that basically no ministry. Uh, that was polled by this particular uh, entity that was studying this has seen any more than 60 to 65% return. So we see anywhere between two-thirds on the high end and a third on the low end uh, that have left the gathering. And then some of them have just left the body of Christ in general. Some are watching online, but many of them are not even watching online. So what do we do? What do we do? And there's a very, um, there's a very familiar scripture uh, in found in the book of Isaiah chapter 43. You know, us preachers and most Christians have know this uh, scripture. It says, "Do not remember the things of old, nor consider the uh, no, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing, a new thing. Now, that's a cliche. People's was all doing a new thing, doing a new thing. we do a new thing every January. Well, let me tell you something. It's 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 bigger than that. It is. It, this is a spiritual principle. God doesn't change, but he's always moving in a fresh way. And what we feel like is new is really many times a return to the discarded values of the past. There's a, a return to the old. So he doesn't say that we should not um, learn from the things that have happened in the past. We just can't live there. okay? And what we're trying to do now, uh, men and women of God out there, is we're trying to pour into, you know, the, the, the word of God talks about wineskins. You know, Jesus talked about wineskins in, in Mark chapter 2. He says, no one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth to an old garment, and, and, or else the new piece will pull away, will pull away from the old, and the tear is made much worse. So, so you know, that scripture, we've preached it, we've talked about it many times about that new wineskin, well, I'm going to tell you what's happening. The reason it's got to be a new wineskin, a new approach, a new focus, a new encouragement in this day and time in the big picture. On uh, by the way, if you're watching and you've made it to this point right now, we're seven minutes in, and you don't subscribe to my YouTube channel, or you haven't followed uh, us on our podcast that you're listening to right now, just do it right now. Just I mean, it literally takes a few seconds. Just do it. And by the way, the new algorithms that are out there, unless you are subscribed or follow, it's very difficult for you to show up for this broadcast to show up in somebody's timeline. Very difficult for us to get new people to reach this with unless you subscribe. And the more you subscribe, the more you hit the like button, the more you comment, and the more you share, the greater opportunity we have to further the gospel. So getting back to this, you know, here we are frustrated. People are frustrated because they're trying to figure out how are we going to get beyond this? What does the post world in the church and in influence look like? Well, you're gonna you're gonna have a rude awakening if you think that you're gonna be able to take what you used to do in the past and just literally pour it right back in to this new thing that's coming, what some would call the new normal or whatever. I hate that term by the way. But the reality is this, this is what a lot of people are trying to do. They are trying to patch what wasn't working before. And you know, when we hear about this in the Word of God where it talks about new wineskins, you can't pour new wine into an old wineskin. We've preached that for years, but we really need to look what it actually says. It actually says, no one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, or else the new piece will pull away from the old and the tear is made much worse. See, this passage is really about trying to find a way to pour wine, new wine, the new thing, the new thing that God is doing, not just into a, people's trying to put it into an old wineskin. They're trying to put it into an old wineskin that's got holes in it because the scripture is talking about getting a new piece of leather and sewing it to a a wineskin, a bottle a flask of leather that has already spent its time in the sun, already spent its time, has served its purpose, but over time it has just shrunk and shrunk and shrunk, and it cannot contain even the amount that it used to contain. It's just it don't look like it used to look, but it was fresh. It was new at one time, and the bottom line is this. The same thing that was in it is the same thing that's going to go in the new wineskin because at one time, the one that shrunk up and dried up was a was a new wine skin, and that's the problem with the churches for decades and generations we have always tried to discard and tear down the new thing that god is doing you know there's there was there was a time that people actually burned the redback hymnals they thought the redback hymnals that are in your that are in your church that some of you think are the only truly holy uh, music and that you, you can't sing any of this praise and worship stuff, you might be surprised to find the history of the Redback hymnal as they were taking them out in the streets and burning them when they first came out. Why? Because most of the songs that are in there are repurposed barroom songs. Back in the 1700s, the 1800s, early 1800s, Western days, people were getting saved. All they knew how to do was play the songs in the bars and you know so they went back and reached redid some of the words and turned them into some of the most glorious hymns that we have today so there was a that was a time that the hymnal was a new wine skin and it was just like you know we ain't doing that stuff and then of course the the we embraced the, the hymnal, and then, of course, came along praise and worship, came along putting the words. When I was a young man, they'd put the words up on the screen, what they'd say they'd have to use that transparency thing and flip that transparency. Some of y'all remember that. Then we evolved into the digital screens and projectors and everything we have now. And then there's a new uh, style of worship coming. Oh, no, no, no. we we got to sing the old courses, the old courses. Because every wineskin over time begins to shrink and shrivel. And every wine skin over time became, becomes more and more difficult. And the only thing it can hold is the old stuff. The only thing it can hold is the stuff that it's always held. And here comes some new wine. Here comes the new thing that's, that, that God is trying to do. And God's trying to say, not only do I, am I not going to pour it into the old thing that you've now propped up and now was holy and fresh and now you've made it religious, But that thing's got holes all in it. So I'm not going to patch up what I'm moving forward on. See, the cloud moved when the children of Israel were in the wilderness. The the cloud didn't stay in the same place all the time. It stood there for, stayed there for a while. The pillar of fire, the pillar of cloud stayed there for a while. But then it came time to move. It picked up and moved. The people moved with the cloud. And that's the problem. Most people don't want to move with the cloud. But you know what happened with all this the last couple of years we've been through? This global, you know what it is. I've already said it one time. might as well say it again. The global pandemic. Is it literally, you know, the old saying, I mean, I ain't going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Well, I got a saying that says, look, I am so open to what God is doing. I'm going to always stick to doctrine. I'm always going to stick to what the word of God says. But here's the reality. I'll throw the baby out with the bathwater. I'll rip the bathtub up. I'll pull the plumbing out. I'll tear the, I'll tear the walls down. I'll, I'll bring the, the, the block foundation all the way down to the footer. I'll build a new foundation. I'll frame a new bathroom. I'll go get a new bathtub, put some new plumbing in it, and go get a new baby. <laughs> I mean, what I'm trying to say is whatever you want from me, God, is what I'm going to do. So this thing that we just came through, it just stripped the wine skin. It, it did. We've been trying to patch that thing for years. And God just said, nope, I'm going to throw the whole thing away because what I'm going to do is something fresh and something new. So I try to tell people all the time, try, try to tell pastors all the time, don't curse this moment that you're in. Thank God. Be humbled and be honored that in all the great generals of the faith, uh, all going all the way back to the Pauls and the Peters and the word of God, and then you go down through all the great revivalists and all the preachers that we all studied as we and we're still studying, and we should, and we should learn from the things they did. Let me tell you something. In God's infinite wisdom, he knew there would be one generation. I believe, you can believe whatever you want, to be. I believe the final generation. We're either the final generation or our kids underneath us, or I, do, I just don't. I just say, if not now, when? I mean, every time you look around, you see the word of God being fulfilled literally every single day. So if there's only one last generation. And that last generation, the Bible says there'll be a great falling away. Check. that's happening. Uh, even the very elect to be deceived. Check. You know, there'll be rumors of wars and wars. Check. Earthquakes in divers places. Check. I mean, you could, go, you could go all the way down the checklist. Only things left, and I think depending on your theology, you may believe it's already done, you may not. Only thing that's left is go into all the world and preach the gospel. He says when this gospel is preached to all nations, then the end shall be. So that, so that's what our mandate is, is to finish the checklist to bring the gospel to all nations. So God said, I'm going to do away with that whole wineskin. I'm going to do a new thing and it's going to look different. It's going to be different. It's going to be smaller. That's why it's called the remnant. It's going to be more powerful because when you, when you condense down the ones that are left, when, when. When you, don't, when you quit trying to patch something, and that's what we've been trying to do, just trying to sew a patch on there, and every time, okay, God says, all right, watch this, and he'll pour the new wine in there, it blows up because it's not prepared for the new wine skin, the new, the new wine. So we ain't got to have a whole new wine skin that don't need to be patched. So what does that look like? Is it online? Is it a hybrid of gathering online? I believe it's a hybrid. I believe it's both, but I believe it's more than anything. It's the gathering. Because the Bible talks about the last days. It says in uh, the book of Hebrews, it says, do not uh, forsake forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, even the more so as you see that day approaching. So as we get closer and closer and closer, we should be more and more and more gathering and encouraging and being there for each other. So I want to tell you, not trying to simplify it, I'm just trying to tell you this. Here's what it looks like. It's a new wineskin. The new wine is being poured out, but many are rejecting it because they are not prepared themselves or they have not allowed their ministry to adjust to receive it. I want to encourage you right now to look at the big picture. I want to encourage you to believe, men and women of God, that God in all of his infinite wisdom, all of these great men that lived, God knew that this would be the final generation and he trusted us. Listen, get this down deep in your spirit. He trusted us to be his voice in this moment. We can't blow this. We can't mess this up. So I'm just telling you right now, you are blessed to be alive in this moment. You are blessed to be alive in this moment. Don't curse it. Bless it. And know this beyond a shadow of a doubt. If you'll allow your mind to see the big picture, your mind's eye, your spirit man to see the big picture, you will get excited about this moment. You will not dread this moment. You will get excited about this moment. So what's the condition of the church? We're down in numbers, but we are growing in anointing. The smaller the church gets in the gathering, the stronger it's getting in the anointing and their commitment to God. And here's what's going to happen. Many of the ones that have left the gathering, are going to come back because many of them left because of the hypocritical ways and, and quite frankly, the lack of authenticity that we saw in the church. Those days are over. The ones that are left are authentic. The ones that are left are dedicated. The ones that are left are on fire for God. Pastors, ministers, evangelists, teachers, Sunday school teachers, influencers online, whatever God's called you to do, look at the big picture. Always. Always. Look at the big picture and remember, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, God is in control. God is in control and he is in control of the big picture. It's very, very important. It's very, very important for you. Praise God to to make sure that you subscribe to our channel. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Hit that like button. Enable that notification. And before this, before this broadcast is even over with and even or maybe at the end of it. Make sure you follow. If you're listening to the podcast, share this podcast. We're in the beginning stages, y'all. So bear with us as we learn technology. Bear with us as we get more and more prepared in our studios. I'm telling you, the best days are ahead. God is about to do something in the remnant church. The remnant church its rising. Come on. In the name of Jesus, In the name of Jesus right now, encourage everybody, everybody that's working for you right now, Lord, let this be the day. Let this be the day that they begin to see the light at the end of the tunnel, the big picture, the way in the wilderness, the river in the desert, the new wineskin is rising up. We're not going to patch it anymore. We are the remnant. We are ready, Lord. Send us. Send us. Send us the new wine. In Jesus' name, be blessed. Like this, share this. Get ready for another broadcast coming soon, right here on The Big Picture. God bless. Well, thank you for joining us for another edition of The Big Picture with Larry Ragland. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you rate our channel. Enable those notifications so you can be the first to know when the next episode is posted. Also, share this podcast with a friend. And you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at LarryRaglin.tv. Until next time, stay awake, stay strong, and stay focused on the big picture.